process. Hello, hello. This is Robert and I am the Recovery Guy. And if it's Thursday, this must be the checkup. Hey, it is so good to be back in front of the microphone sharing some things with you, my heart, uh, my commitment, uh, some of the things that I've learned along the way that you can do, and some of the things that I'll share with you that you better not do. So whether you're listening on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes podcast, Stitcher, Podbean. We're just glad that you joined us. You know what? And whether you join me or any of the other podcasts that are out there on wellness, there's so much good content out there. You know, listen to one of us over and over, get a sampling of what we are doing and find what's going to work for you. Because at the end of the day, it's not about the podcast host. Uh, It's about you finding something that works for you and having this life that just takes you beyond what you ever thought it could be. You know, I'm so thrilled to have met so many people along the way. I don't know if you've gone and listened to a couple of the archive podcasts that I did with my dear friend and now sponsor, uh, Slow Will. Uh, We've got two of his uh, podcasts up from from, uh, 2016. And uh, just listening to the wisdom of a man who is going on 40 years this January 1st, you don't want to miss some of the foundational truths that this man understands and so much of what I learned from. And, you know, that's one of the beautiful things. There's the program of recovery and then there's the fellowship of recovery. And they combine to make this incredible package that you don't want to miss, right? There's the, there's the foundational truths that we need to understand and the friendships and the fellowship that we gather and meet along the way. And between the two, it allows us to have this amazing, amazing life. You know, just recently, we did a podcast on Susie Says and one of my dear friends, Susie in Florida, she brought so much content to us and information and things that I could share And then we did uh, with a little Angie T and some information from my friend, Angela. You know, tonight we're going to feature some questions from my my friend, Wendy Renee. And and if you know her on IG at all, it's what up when. And and what a wonderful encouragement Wendy has been to me. Uh, Wendy and I met on social media uh, going on three years now. It'll be three years in December because check it out. This girl has gone from not being able to put a day or a week or a month together. In February, God willing, in the program of recovery, this girl will have three years. She's got two and a half years now, and she couldn't put a morning together not that long ago. So I'm excited to share some thoughts and some things that she brought to me, and I hope you can relate as well, because we want to share experiences that you can relate to. We want to find a lesson within them and then help you overcome any challenges along the way. And then we want to set up a path that if you want to resolve some of these concerns, then you might try some of the instrumental steps that we're going to discuss along the way. 
you know, one of the things when I was talking to, to Wendy and said, hey, you know, what, what would you like me to share? What kind of things would you like me to address as your friend, as one of the people you've allowed to be your mentor and confidant? And, you know, she got back to me and she said, you know what, Robert, um, so many people I know and even related in her own life talked about always talking down on herself for, for not being far enough in the program or feels extremely guilty whenever she doesn't get to a, to a ton of meetings. And she said, you know, whether it's me, my sponsor helping me or me helping people I work with, said, you know, I'm, I'm trying to work through and help others through it. But she said, you know, when I struggled with it myself, I almost feel guilty, you know, trying to help this person uh, accomplish or achieve something that uh, she hadn't been able to do as well. And, and then she said, but at the end of the day, we're not perfect. <laughs> you know what? Wendy, thank you for such great wisdom and insight with two and a half years of recovery. There's so much you understand. And so I'm grateful for this opening premise. And there's a, another thing I'm going to share with you. We're going to unpack this first, though, okay? You know, we come in here with such terrible self-esteem. You know, we have known for a long time that we weren't who we ought to be. We, we know to the heart of hearts. We know deep down in our soul that we're not measuring up. Then, of course, with our behavior and the consequences and all the evidence that comes along our way, uh, if that wasn't enough, right, of disappointing the people, they let us know how disappointed they are in us. Some are, are a little bit more direct or harsh uh, than others, right? But they let us know with their level of dissatisfaction and disapproval of, of how we're living our life and how our behavior um, affects them on a direct level. So when we come into recovery, and then we do step one, where we admitted we were powerless over alcohol or drugs or food, whatever our addiction is, and our life had become unmanageable. And then we, we have to sort of regurgitate that to understand the depth of our condition. And, and that's the only way to do it if we're ever to believe that step two, where we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity, will even have value or merit, or we would want to do it. Because if you don't believe that your previous life was insane, then why would you ever think you need to be restored to sanity, right? So we have to really understand this and, and from the depths of our conviction, know that we were this person. Now, the thing to remember is we're not bad people trying to get better. We're sick people trying to get well. Maybe you've heard this before. Maybe you haven't. Maybe it hasn't fully reverberated to your soul yet where you really understand that from the inside out. So let me repeat it. We're not bad people trying to get good. We're sick people trying to get well. Now, we did some bad things, right? I mean, we were drug-induced. We were alcohol-induced. We were going sideways through life because we didn't know how to face it head on, because we thought we didn't have value. 
and out of our pain and of our frustration and, and out of our sense of inadequacy, we did these things. Don't you remember? Go back with me. I've been, I've been at this for over 33 years. It doesn't take me long to remember what it was like when I walked into those rooms in February of 1986 as a newcomer. I remember the fear, the frustration, the failure, wondering if, if I was ever going to get this or not. You know, but I had to get it because I knew that if I didn't make it there, I was going to have to die because there was no place else for me to go. So when I hear Wendy share this type of concern of measuring up, I understand. And I think you understand as well. There's so many things that we can do. But what I want you to understand is that time is our best friend. I I listened to this podcast fellow, and, and he's not even in addiction or recovery, but he's just a, a great life orator. And he said that quantity has a quality all of its own. Now, don't get it twisted. Just because you've been around for a while doesn't mean you have any greater depth, but it does allow us to learn more along the way. And some of these lessons we have to relearn, as you've heard me say once, probably a few times, and you're going to hear it a lot. Repetition is the mother of learning. That's why I actually go back and listen to speaker meetings and tapes that I've done, and I Listen to other people that I heard even 20, 25 years ago because I need to listen again. That's why at least three times a year, I listen to Father Martin Chalk Talk or a tape by Bob Earl or one of the other giants that I've gleaned from in my years of recovery. Why I still call my sponsor. Why I chat with Will and, and throw ideas off of him. Or I, or I, I talk to to Scott, or to Buddy, or to Eddie, all the people I've known along the way, because I still need to hear from them. So when I hear someone like Wendy and speaking for a friend of hers as well, I understand what it's like feeling guilty for making mistakes. But you know what? Hold on. Keep coming back. I love that cliche. You know why it's a cliche? Because it works. Cliches are cliches because they work. So we keep coming back. We go and we do what we can do. We, we make sure we're doing the foundational things, right? We get a sponsor. We read the recovery material. We, we go to meetings when, when we can. And sometimes we go to meetings when we can't but we need to be there. I was, I was more fortunate in one way. On one hand, I was unfortunate because I was unemployable. Trust me when I tell you, in Las Vegas as a food server, I burnt every bridge in that town. I went from a coffee shop waiter um, serving 99-cent breakfast to serving Lee Iacocca 
on the 29th floor of the Las Vegas Hilton and everywhere in between, and I lost every job. At some point, you you lose the ability to explain away why you would lose any job, especially working at some of the places that I worked at. So I was pretty much unemployable. Um, the Alano Club that was down the street, because at the time, as many of you remember, I might, I was sleeping on uh, Slow Will's uh, sofa <laughs> until he told me it was a convertible sofa and I could actually open it up, right? So the club was open 24 hours a day. I didn't have a job. There was meetings, probably eight meetings a day. What else was I going to do? There was drink and use or go hang out at the Alano Club and, and go to meetings. <laughs> that seemed like the best alternative, and trust me, it was. But not everyone has that option. You know, you might not live in an area that has a lot of meetings. You might have a job. You might have children. You might have a significant other. You might not be in walking distance or get a ride. There's always reasons that keep us from doing things as much as we would like to do. What we have to make sure that we do is don't fabricate reasons for not doing something we should do only because we don't feel like doing it, right? And so we, we move past those things. But if you're not able to go to a meeting or do certain things because you just can't, then don't feel guilty about that. You know, one of the things, going back to Wendy, when she was just brand new, we used to work on gratitude lists. This young lady made so many gratitude lists because I had to help her understand in spite of the things she wasn't doing or said she wasn't doing, how many things she had accomplished. And it was great to hear her write out that list because the more she wrote, the more she realized what she was really accomplishing. And as she began to get a feel for that and a flow, I could just hear through the phone her empowerment and her encouragement and her desire to take one bigger step and then one bigger step. And then she was leaping and running. And now, again, two and a half years sobriety and the girl's killing it. And I'm so proud of her for doing those things and overcoming some of that negativity and that negative self-image, right? The most powerful talk is what you say to yourself. Self-talk is the most powerful talk on the planet. I remember one time someone told me, because I was the same way, very down on myself, very negative, and they looked at me and said, Robert, if, if I talk to you the way you talk to you, what would you say to me? And you know, it, it, it took me a minute to get my, my head around that. So, and I thought, well, I would tell you to get the hell out of my life, right? <laughs> Why would I allow someone to say those things to me? And that was my response to them. And they said, well, then why do you say those things to yourself? Why can you say things about you that aren't true if I can't say things about you that aren't true? And you know, that was, for me then, and maybe for you now, that was 
profound. Wow. That makes so much sense. Maybe, maybe I need to stop. You know, when I was out there ripping and running, I was my own worst enemy. I couldn't do anything right. And it was so painful. And I used to remind myself of all the things that I was doing wrong. There was so much evidence as to my life being in disarray. So many people I hurt and disappointed along the way. Wonderful people. My wife, my children, family members. But that was then. Now I'm in recovery. I'm not that same person. There's, there's vestiges of that old man, but I'm, but I'm becoming new. I'm not drinking. I'm not using. I'm not gambling. I'm not going to strip joints. I'm not that person. I'm, I'm changing from the inside out. Why not acknowledge that? So I'm not the person I need to be now. But I will be later down the road. That's where the time thing comes into play. So why not give myself credit? If I'm willing to beat myself up for all the things I did wrong, why am I not willing to acknowledge myself for all the things I'm doing right? You know, once I did, things began to slow down a little bit. And I began to view my life as something more enjoyable. I I viewed myself as someone who had something to contribute. And then, as I started working through the steps, and Will, and Eddie, and Buddy, and Scott, and Steve, and my sponsor, Jack, and Tom Bennett, and all the amazing people, you know what they were doing? They were serving. They were going and helping others, not just in the meeting, but they were going on this thing called the 12-step call, or they would be involved in hospitals and institutions and doing Q&As and going to assist people along the way. And I started doing it. And people started thanking me for making a difference in their life. No one ever thanked me for things that I was doing because I was so destructive but they thanked me and I began to think maybe you do have some value. Maybe you do have something to contribute. Maybe you're not the person you thought you were, but you're becoming the person you've always wanted to be. Won't that be wonderful? Won't that be wonderful when you turn that corner, when you begin to realize that You are that person. There's some other things that Wendy had brought up, but I'm going to leave those set aside and I'll address those next week or the week after. I took a little bit more time with this because the more I started sharing about what Wendy's first concern was, I I thought I would just spend a little time and dig a little deeper into how important this is. 
you know, allow yourself to become involved in the fellowship. Allow yourself to care for others just because caring is good. And as we care for others, they care for us and the and, and the power of reciprocation comes upon us. And we care for them because they're somebody and they care for us because we're somebody. And together we're this amazing juggernaut that can conquer the world. And then we start working the steps as laid out in the first 164 pages or whatever the, the, the content is in your program of recovery. But it can be done. And we go from being that person that struggled by making mistakes. Now, I don't mind mistakes because I know it's a learning opportunity. Making a mistake is not a, a characterization or, or a condemnation of who I am. It's just evidence that I'm human. So I look at the mistake. I see, well, okay, why did this occur? What was my thinking? What was my objective? Was I being selfish and self-centered or was I just a little off track in, in how I went to uh, carry this act out? Or maybe I really wasn't paying attention to the person I was trying to help and I need to step back from that. But I, I recognize, and that's why we have the 10th step, right? We recognize those mistakes, those things we did along the way. And as Slow Will would say, you know, if we clear away the wreckage of our present, then we won't have any wreckage of our past which is like the perfect explanation for step 10. So I hope this helped you today. I know going through the material, it helped me. So take it easy on ourselves. Give ourselves credit for the things that we have done so we can be more encouraged to do more things. My name is Robert. I'm the recovery guy. This was the checkup. Please, 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 whatever podcast channel you're listening on, leave a comment. Please subscribe. Help us get this message out to others. Share the message. Listen to it more than once. Let's see that we can take you and we can take me and we can make we and get well together. I look forward to seeing you next time. Next Monday will be The Fix. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. I was trying to do-